pain, heartache, and anxiety attacks in period number three. But overall, we gave it to Carter Hart. So we have a lot to discuss in this episode. And the youngsters are our future. I believe they can help us grow and make our future even brighter. So buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.57 a.m. Eastern Time, March 24th, 2021. Yep, it's another late night session for good old Trey Matthews after uh, a great win for the New Jersey Devils. So we're going to talk about that in a second. They came out victorious against the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 4-3. to three. They did not make it easy on themselves, especially in the third period. But nonetheless, they got the win. And overall, I'm really happy that they, we were able to just get that much needed win because like I told you guys in the last couple of episodes things are starting to shake up out east so if you hadn't checked out the last episode I basically told you guys my opinions on the New Jersey Devils what games to look out for what games to circle and also what games do we need to win and what series might we struggle in because remember we got the Washington Capitals coming up and I believe we're going to be playing them four times in our next six games. So that might be a difficult stretch for the New Jersey Devils. So I just said this game was a game that the New Jersey Devils cannot drop. And boy, they did not drop it. But they came close to blowing it, like I said, in the third period. But overall, I'm just really satisfied that we were able to do so. So before we continue, let's actually look at the standings out east and see how the New Jersey Devils are stacking up. So obviously, the Islanders are now atop of the east at 21 8 and 4 with 46 points. The Capitals are 27 and 4 with 44 points. The Penguins are 19 11 and 2 with 40 points. The Bruins are 16 8 and 4 with 36 points. The Flyers are 15 12 and 4 with 34 points. The Rangers are 14 3 and 4 with 32 points. So, guys, uh, when the episode of yesterday went up, the Rangers were actually supposed to play the Sabres uh, at the time of the recording. And you guys know that I record my episodes a day in advance. So the Rangers actually did end up winning their game against the Sabres by a score of 5-3. to three. So overall, yeah, they were able to get those two extra points. And now they uh, face the Flyers tomorrow. But overall, you know, we just need the Rangers to just slip up a little bit because we're right on their tail. We are 12-14-4 with 28 points. And then obviously you got the Sabres, but they're pretty much irrelevant at 6-20-4. So like I told you guys, slowly but surely, we're starting to creep in just a little bit because I told you guys the Flyers are on the outside looking in against the Bruins for that final playoff spot out east. Now, like I told you guys, I'm not trying to entertain the fact that the New Jersey Devils can break into the playoffs and shock the world. I'm just saying we can finish a few positions higher than we are capable of finishing. So that's really exciting to see because we're four points behind the Rangers and also uh, six points behind the Flyers. So we beat the Flyers four to three. 
And obviously, our next game is going to be a difficult one because we tomorrow we got to face the Washington Capitals, then Friday we got to face the Washington Capitals, and then another two-game series against the Bruins, and then another two-game series against the Capitals. So, like I told you guys, uh, I believe we can handle the Boston Bruins because we have not lost a regulation game to them yet this season. Obviously, we lost a shootout, but obviously, that's something completely different. But, you know, against the Capitals, uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that one. I, I really hope we can uh, do what we did against the Pittsburgh Penguins and just come out with a couple of upsets. I'm just looking for at least one out of those four wins. So, like I told you guys, next six games, four of them are going to be the Washington Capitals. So, that's something to prepare for. And hopefully, fatigue does not catch up to us. So, that's another X factor I need to discuss, which is, remember, guys, I told you the New Jersey Devils had been struggling uh, you know, over the course of a few games, uh, like a week or two ago, was because of fatigue. Because, obviously, the COVID outbreak and pause in the action really put a damper on how we ran things in the Devils organization from uh, training time, practice time, and games got, you know, just smothered together. So, like, we're playing four games in just a matter of a week. We barely get any rest. So, fatigue is just catching up to us. And then you obviously have a few players like Heizer, who is, you know, still out and uh, is still out for the foreseeable future. And then you got Mackenzie Blackwood, who also got hit hard with COVID. So, Overall, it's not been an easy stretch for the New Jersey Devils in that aspect. But speaking of stretches, Corey from The Athletic tweeted something very interesting. He said, the New Jersey Devils are 4-1-1 in the past six games. Nine points in six games is their best stretch of the season. So, guys, we are finally starting to pick up momentum because we have won, what, four of our last five games now? So, New Jersey Devils, they're starting to make some noise right now. I'm just saying... And they're doing it at the right possible time. Better late than never because, like I told you guys, we're starting to creep in behind those teams just a little bit. And slowly but surely, we're starting to claw our way back after getting off to such a decent start to begin the year. And, guys, interesting fact, this is the first time that we beat the Philadelphia Flyers this year. I do believe that we were robbed of a game earlier this year in which we held them in check for one period. Unfortunately, uh, it just slipped past us, but luckily this game did not slip past us, and I was on the edge of my seat because I had tweeted something during the game saying I am on a roll with predictions right now. So, guys, my last few predictions have been, you know, coming true for the most part. I said, okay, New Jersey, uh, hopefully they can just take one or two games against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We got to win against the Sabres. Uh, we got to win against the Flyers. The Capitals series we might struggle in, and the Boston Bruins, I expect to take at least uh, one if not both of those games, I'm very confident that we could actually potentially take away both from the Boston Bruins because we seem to play very well against them. And a lot of players played well in this game against the Flyers. In fact, the Flyers were playing so bad during the course of this game because remember, uh, we were playing at the Wells Fargo Center and they're allowed to have fans back in attendance. And especially in that second period, the Flyers' home base was actually booing them off the rink. So the New Jersey Devils should be very proud of themselves for uh, making the Flyers fans turn on them. So overall, great job for the New Jersey Devils. However, I do have to mention one thing. One player did let me down, and that was Jack Hughes. In period number two, I believe we had played 12 or so minutes, and we were at the eight-minute mark. I don't, I don't know. I, I lost count of it. But overall, Jack Hughes, on an open breakaway, slipped on his own skates, and I'm just like, 
How does that happen? Like, Jack Hughes is really good in the breakaways, but I guess, uh, uh, you know, he's prone to making a mistake like that or two in the future. But uh, anyway, that was just funny to see because I was just like, yes, the Devils have an opportunity. They're going to score. They're going to score. Wait, Jack Hughes? No, he slipped on his own skates. It was it was hilarious. But, you know, obviously it was painful to watch at the time. But since we did win the game, uh, you know, I'm not going to look back on it and say that could have costed us or anything because realistically, if we did end up blowing that game in period number three, that and I would have looked back on it and said, if Jack Hughes hadn't slipped up on his own skates and gotten that breakaway goal, then I think the New Jersey Devils will be victorious. But luckily, we don't have to have that conversation. We can just have a good laugh about it. So overall, you know, Jack Hughes let me down in that instance. But you know what doesn't let you down? Chain stores. So it's time for the first live read this morning from rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, <laughs> I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Oh, man, where do I start for this game? Oh, so, you know, obviously the New Jersey Devils, we were leading after the first period 2-1. to one. Yes, uh, the Flyers tied it at one point thanks to a goal from Farby. But, oh, man, like th this game was intense, everybody. So uh, the Devils led the shots on goal category in the first period 14-8. to eight. Then in the second period, 11-9. to nine. And then obviously this is where we kind of struggled in. Period number three in which we let the Flyers score two unanswered goals. And they also led the shots on goal category 16-7. to seven. And that's the same issue that we had about a month or two ago when we first played them. In which, you know, we kept them in check in the shots on goal category. So for periods one and two, we were able to hold them to less than 10 shots on goal. So that's something to be proud of. But... That gave me uh, sort of like a deja vu kind of feeling when we first played them, like I mentioned, because we just overall just blew that game. That game was ours for the taking. I forget what that score was, but overall it was a very frustrating game and uh, just, just you know, not good to see if you were a New Jersey Devils fan. But overall, I'm just glad we were able to redeem ourselves this time around because as an athlete myself, usually those types of games just stick with you. The ones that just slipped at the hands of your fingertips. The one where it was yours for the taking, but unfortunately you blew it at the last possible second. So luckily the New Jersey Devils were able to hold their composure. So, uh, you know, let's do a little bit of a recap because there's a lot of players that we need to shout out in this game. So Travis Zajac and Igor Sharangovich each had a goal and an assist 
in this win. So as for Travis Zajac, he continues just putting points on the board, everybody. So he's been on a roll these last couple games. So obviously, like I said, goal and assist. And then in the last game against the Penguins, he had an assist. And then uh, in game one against the Penguins, he had a goal. So I told you guys, I believe prior to the Buffalo Sabres game, he was actually passing the puck around really well. I think at one point he had six assists in his last five games, and then he was finally able to get a goal after a long period of time. So Travis Zajac is finally starting to get his footing underneath him, and this is really good to see because like I told you guys, if I've said this once, I've said this a thousand times, I do believe this is Travis Zajac's final year in a devil sweater. It's really hard to say, and it's really hard to just, you know, Face the music, face reality, but overall, I think uh, I, I, I think it's time for him to go. Especially if we don't really improve, or if we, you know, most likely this is going to happen if we miss the playoffs. Overall, I don't think Zajac is returning. But overall, uh, back to what I was saying, Zajac really well this game. And then let's talk about Sharon Govich, a diamond in the rough, everybody. So Igor Sharon Govich, like literally a fifth round pick in the 2018 draft. 141st overall. So we found another diamond in the rough with Sharon Govich in which he had a goal and an assist. What more can we say about Sharon Govich? I've been on his high horse since the beginning of the year when he had that game-winning goal against the Boston Bruins. He made me a believer. And overall, I think uh, he's made you guys a believer if you didn't know already. So Sharon Govich is the real deal. And Overall, New Jersey, I, I don't think we're given enough credit for us finding, you know, these diamonds in the rough. It's because, you know, we're not really in a respectable position. But look at the amount of players that we were able to just, you know, you know, find and just do well with. Like, we, we, we've produced a great product. And I think a lot of the credit has to go to Lindy Ruff, the way he was able to just, you know, get not only Sharon Govich, but also Ty Smith. Ty Smith led all defensive men in this game. Like, he had the only points on the board for all of our defensive men that touched the rink this evening. So, uh, Ty Smith had two assists this game. And I, I think Ty Smith is also similar to Sharon Govich, where now he's starting to get more national attention and more respect. And overall, like I told you guys, this is a good stretch for the New Jersey Devils. So, a lot more eyeballs are looking at him. So when Sharon Govich and Smith are doing relatively well, this really puts things into a different perspective about how fast our rebuild could potentially be and just how the future is so bright for us. Because like I told you guys, we have like a big three in Binghamton right now. So, you know, we got Holtz, we got Foot, and then we got uh, Walsh. So there's a lot of exciting... Oh, also Mercer. Also Mercer. How can I forget Mercer? But Overall, it's really exciting to see the future for the New Jersey Devils just unfold in front of our very own eyes, and especially seeing our young guys just step up big time in this game. Obviously, we're led by sophomore year player Jack Hughes, and oh man, I, I, I can't say enough about our future right now, and I think Lindy Ruff is going to be very satisfied next year when we take even a few steps further i can't wait to see what we do in free agency and also in the draft i'm looking forward to that as well so uh let's get back to the discussion so michael mcleod and kyle palmieri also scored and mackenzie blackwood made 30 saves in this game and he is slowly but surely starting to return to the mackenzie blackwood that we all know and loved from the beginning of the year i've been hard on him but Slowly but surely, he's starting to come back because that's another great outing from Mackenzie Blackwood. 
And also, I just have the utmost confidence in our backup netminder in Scott Wedgwood. I think he's doing really solid. And overall, I, I, I'm just satisfied where the New Jersey Devils are at currently right now. So, you know, some takeaways is like, yes, we almost let this game slip past us. But, like, let's look at our young guys. So, like I told you, Sharon Govich has done well. Ty Smith has done well. And both of them just were in the right places at the right possible time if you're looking at the game with a bird's eye view. So Smith and Sharon Govich, they may be young, but they, they already are wise beyond their ages. And honestly, the production that they're putting up right now really shows you just how the Devils are developing their rookies in the right direction and I just feel as though they deserve more attention even though the New Jersey Devils you know are seventh in the East Division so overall I, I, I'm agreeing with all of my fellow uh, New Jersey Devils podcasters in which I say this Sharon Govich and Ty Smith are the real deal everybody I do not think this is a fluke because just watching them all year they seem like really smart kids. They seem to know what to do. They love the sport of hockey. They come in night in and night out, and they put up some sort of production. It's similar to what Jack Hughes is doing. So, like I told you guys, so Ty Smith and Sharon Govich, even if they don't put up something in the points category in terms of like goals, assists, whatever the case might be, you still see them trying to make an effort, and that's overall what I'm liking. I like the determination and the effort and the dogged grit uh, overall just way to play the sport of hockey and I, I I think these two guys are really gonna be part of our future mold for New Jersey. So overall I'm I'm just loving what Sharon Govich and Ty Smith have done for us so far, especially in this game against the Flyers, because like I told you guys, with heart struggling, with the Flyers just giving up what, nine goals to the New York Rangers just a few days ago, this was much needed for the New Jersey Devils just to get this easy win against the Flyers that are struggling so you can creep back into the standings. And our young guys are stepping up big. They are not buckling under the pressure, albeit it is a shortened season. So realistically, you know, if we were like playing like, uh, you know, a regular season, we're not quite at the halfway point quite yet. But overall, it's just uh, still nice to see that they're able to put up this sort of production in this shortened season, in the few games that they have, in the limited practice they have, because that's another narrative you guys got to see, because our young guys are performing really well, and practice is limited, training is limited, everything is limited right now due to COVID, and yet they're still able to produce at a good enough level, so it's not only just them, it's the coaching staff as well, they really know how to use these young guys, and overall, I can't say enough about them, I, I, I love them so much. You know what I also love? I love March Madness right now, and it is crazy, and my bracket is already messed up, but you know what? That's why I'm not a betting man, but you probably are, and remember to gamble responsibly. It's time for the second live read this morning, and it comes from betonline.ag, so let's take that away. College basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs, so BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody oh man march madness is awesome baby the third live read this morning comes from bill bar and they're awesome baby as well and they are doing something special for march madness so let's take that away okay everybody we've heard of march madness for basketball but have you heard of march madness for bill bar so we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is an amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar March Madness. So come on, head over to Built Bar's website and vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar, and hopefully they advance in the bracket, similar to how college basketball March Madness works. So vote as many times as you possibly can, and hopefully your flavor advances. Personally, I'm a huge fan of chocolate and caramel, and I also love brownies because I'm always cooking brownies with my mother. So those are two of my favorite flavors, but hopefully uh, your favorite personal flavor can advance to the next round as well. So remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. I repeat, at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Man, I love Built Bar so much. Phew, oh man, those live reads take a lot out of me. So uh, this game was actually a milestone moment for Travis Zajac. So he would become the fourth player to score at least 200 for the Devils organization, joining Patrick Eliash at 408, John McClain at 347, and Bobby Holik at 202. So, you know, congratulations to Travis Zajac. He's been with our organization since I was like in first grade or, or however long he's been. So long time New Jersey Devils. So it's nice to see that he's still continuing to make history and joining big name players so uh as for the flyers so like i told you guys earlier in the show Hart has been struggling a little bit and i finally got the matchup that i wanted i wanted to see mackenzie blackwood take on carter hart and i thought it would be entertaining for us because Hart has allowed at least three goals in seven consecutive starts and at least four goals in four of his past five games so remember what I told you guys, the New Jersey Devils had an opportunity to sort of do like a barn burner because obviously the Rangers had a barn burner against them, died to nothing. So I was just like, golden opportunity for the New Jersey Devils to do so and just get this win. Yes, it slipped away uh, towards uh, period number three, but at the same time, you know, we still got the win. A win is a win regardless. So overall, I'm just happy that the New Jersey Devils were able to just beat the Flyers and overall we're shaking things up in the East and we could make it entertaining. I'm not saying, you know, we're getting the playoff spot, but we could make it entertaining. So uh, let's compare some stats. So shots on goal differential, 33-32 to 32 in favor of the Philadelphia Flyers. Remember, they got like half of their shots on goal in period number three. So that's a concern for the New Jersey Devils because 
I, I believe I said earlier that the Flyers had 16 shots on goal. So, you know, uh, that that shows you that uh, period number three was that bad for the New Jersey Devils if you missed the game. So face-off percentage, 57 to 43 in favor of the Philadelphia Flyers. Power plays. Like I told you guys in the last episode, I told you slowly but surely the New Jersey Devils are doing better in their power play opportunities as they went one for four in this game. So, like I told you guys, if we get four opportunities, I'm just looking for one power play goal because that can make or break you. And it trust me, if if we didn't get that power play goal, then you know obviously it's three to three. So, or you know, like I, I, obviously I don't know what would happen in the future, but it, you guys will get what I mean. But uh, tick for tack, uh, the Flyers also had a power play goal in three opportunities, so, you know, there's that, but hits 19-13 to 13 in favor of the Flyers, blocks 16-14 to 14 in favor of the Flyers, and giveaways 13-10 to 10, uh, once again by the Flyers, so overall, I'm just proud of the New Jersey Devils, uh, Janssen was able to get a point this game, uh, we talked about Sharon Govich, Zajac, McLeod, Paul Mary and also Quokinen, like I told you guys, the silent X factor, and that's someone who deserves more love. Also getting two assists this game. So Quokinen is another young guy that's really been doing well. So uh, our big three of young guys right now are Sharon Govich, Quokinen, and Smith. Who would have thunk, okay? If I would have told you guys at the beginning of the year that those three players would actually make a huge difference for the New Jersey Devils, you probably would have said, Trey, get off the mic right now. You know nothing about the New Jersey Devils. But surprise, surprise, guys. All three of those guys I listed, those three rookies are really helping us and making a huge difference. So obviously we give a lot of credit to Sharon Govich because obviously he's a fan favorite now after his game winner uh, earlier this year. Ty Smith is obviously one of the best rookies out east in the NHL, so he already gets a lot of love. But not a lot of people give Quoken in love, and I believe he deserves a lot more respect because, guys, in 25 games played, he has 5 goals and 10 assists for 15 points. So, you know, he's doing pretty solidly right now, and I, I believe we have a lot of solid pieces. And, you know, obviously I didn't even mention Scott Wedgwood this episode, so overall for the New Jersey Devils, like, look what we're doing. And, you know, Jared of Lockdown Hurricanes, I need to ask you, what were you guys thinking about giving up um, Quokinen? Because uh, he, he only played, what, 11 games for you guys? And he, he did nothing, but now he's doing something for us right now in his official rookie year since he's, you know, playing in more games. But overall, Quokinen, Smith, and Sharon Govich, right now our big three uh, at the NHL level. And then Obviously, we are focusing at the Binghamton level, you know, or uh, the the younger guy level, and we're just waiting for Holtz, uh, we're waiting for Foote, we're waiting for Walsh, and we're waiting for Mercer. We're waiting for those guys to make a huge difference, and obviously, Holtz, a big guy in Sweden, so hopefully, he's also a sniper there, Foote, uh, the son of Adam Foote. Uh, Walsh, I believe, can be the next Adam Fox, and then Mercer dropped all the way in that draft, and we got lucky, so overall, the New Jersey Devils, our future is really bright, so this was led by our young unit, so, um, you know, overall, I do want to give the New Jersey Devils an A, but unfortunately, I'm not going to give them a C, but I am going to give them, I have to say, uh, a, oh man, this is tough. Oh man, for the first time I'm stumped because I uh, because there's a lot of good things, but there was also some picky things. So you know what? Let's be generous because, like I told you guys uh, earlier in the show, according to Corey from the Athletic, we're right now on our best streak in terms of points. So 
I'm going to give them a B, a solid B. I was about to give them a B minus, but I thought that would be a little too low. So for the New Jersey Devils, I'm going to give them a B because our team was led by our young guys. We came out guns blazing. We got the big win. And overall, I'm just proud of our guys and the effort. Uh, we got a power play goal. Yes, we let up one in the penalty kill. But, you know, overall, uh, you know, there's a lot of good takeaways because I think uh, the only bad thing I really mentioned this episode was uh, Jack Hughes slipping on his own skates. And Mackenzie Blackwood is starting to return to normal somewhat. So, you know, I think uh, overall that that's the main takeaways I want to have for the New Jersey Devils in this game. And uh, I think just what uh, is preventing me from giving them an A or a B plus is just because, you know, that third period was pretty awful. We let up two an- answer goals and we let them score half of their shots on goal uh, opportunities. Um, in period number three, we could have held them in check to a way less shots on goal total. So overall, that's uh, where I stand for the New Jersey Devils in terms of their rating. So they should be very proud. I told you guys the standings. I told you guys everything. So, you know, obviously we have another game against the Capitals. And I'm really looking forward to see what the Devils can do in the future. Can they shake things up in the East even further? Can we upset the Capitals like we did against the Penguins? I mean, we played hard against the Capitals before. We just came out on the losing end. So we'll see. But that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils!